0: This is the Michael K. Show podcast. Listen live weekday afternoon
1: starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app,
2: the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker.
3: Hey Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN.
2: All right, so big news in the NFL with uh, Bill Belichick not getting the Atlanta Falcons job. Raheem Morris getting the job, Um, and it looks like you know there's not much music left playing. there's a lot of teams that had openings now there aren't there are two, and then there were two the Seahawks and the commanders. Kind of stunning, kind of stunning because going into this um whole endeavor, I felt you know I don't know if you felt this way Don he gets to pick whichever job he wants. I didn't think he'd be interviewed and i I felt like if he was interviewed, he wouldn't not get the job you know i I felt like the interview was just. Uh, almost like, you know, you have to do it. But they, they interviewed 14 different people for that job. So the more people that they brought in for interviews made me think it wasn't a slam dunk. I just felt that with his resume and with his um, championship pedigree, he wants the job, he's going to get it. But Don, I was wrong. And I'm kind of stunned because we could go into this season and bottom line is he might not have a job. It doesn't.
4: It It is crazy, but it has to be about The power Now, Washington hasn't interviewed him. Seattle hasn't interviewed him. So maybe they're just not interested. But Atlanta was interested. They brought him in for a second interview. Now, Raheem Morris, he's paid his dues. He didn't have success in Tampa. But I remember we were at some Super Bowl, Michael. Right. After when he was hired. And we had Warren Sapp on. And the mere suggestion that it was a bad hire, I thought he was going to jump over the table at me. Like, he... These guys want to play for him. Like Warren Sapp had nothing but praise for Raheem Morris. But the numbers don't lie. He had one winning season, his four years as a head coach, um, or in just one winning season and three complete years in Tampa. So the resume, he might be a really good coach, and he's a defensive guy, which I'm always worried about too, right, when you're talking about how offensive this league has become and all that. But, you know, good on him. But you interviewed Bill Belichick twice, so obviously it was an interest. It has to be about – the power. And when you t- when you attach that to the reports that there were people within the organization afraid that they were going to get fired when Bill took over, that tells me that he wanted power that Arthur Blank wasn't willing to give him. And there's no way that that Morris is going to be asking for that power. He's trying to get back into the league as a head coach. So uh, that's probably what it really came down to. And we'll see- ultimately we'll see how Atlanta does and maybe it'll end up being a brilliant hire. But the fact that he is not as attractive as you thought, Michael, must mm. just be he just wants to take over the team, and there
2: isn't an owner out there that's willing to do that. So odd. And, and maybe also he wanted $20 million a year, and Blank said, no, I'm not doing that. I mean, there's no way Raheem Morris is getting that kind of money. I mean, you're, the NFL, you're an NFL owner, for God's sakes. If it's somebody that you want, you're going to
4: let money stand in the way? Now, granted, you're probably going to give Morris like three or four, so you might be saving yourself $16 million a year, but you know, come on. You want to win, don't you? You're going to let money get in the way. You knew when you interviewed him that he was going to probably command a lot of money. It's got to be about the power, and 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 if it's about, the, I get it. Uh, are, are you willing to just hand over the keys to your organization just based on his coaching abilities? Wouldn't you be scared off by what's happened in New England? That some of when it, when 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 he's starting to make decisions on, you know dr- you know drafting, the quarterback and drafting other positions that it hasn't gone great. It hasn't been awful, but it certainly hasn't been great. And do I want to hand over the reins to that? Even as great a coach as he is, do I want to hand over that kind of power to him and then pay him the right to do it? It's, it's,
2: I can understand a, a, an owner being a little apprehensive with that. So, I mean, we're looking right now at a chance. So when, when did he start with the Giants, Don? 82? So we are looking... At the first season in forty-two years that he will not be on an NFL sideline as a oh, coordinator or coach. Oh, never, never mind that, Michael. He he was he was he was with Indianapolis back in like like 1975.
4: Right. I, I want to get the um. And I will see if it was every single year. He was um, special assistant with the Baltimore Colts in nineteen seventy-five and the Lions in seventy-six. Lions in 77, 78, 79. Giants as a linebacker coach, special teams, 1980. 84, 85, right. So he So what was the first
2: year again? Are you with the Lions?
4: 75 with the, with the wow. Baltimore Ravens, Baltimore Colts.
2: 25 and almost 50 years, yeah. man.
4: Almost 50 years. There's not been a football season since 1974 that Bill Belichick has not been on somebody's sideline.
2: <laughs> I'm stunned. I really am. I, I, I know... You know, it was supposed to be uh, the instant analysis. And, and I guess yours is as good as it gets with he probably, maybe he wanted too much power. But do, let, let, let me put it this way to Arthur Blank. Do you think your team is better with Raheem Morris coaching or with Bill Belichick? I mean, you work out the other stuff, but you, you interviewed him twice. So to me, he didn't get the job. He wanted the job. Why would he have been interviewed twice well, if he didn't want the job? Well, he desperately wanted the job.
4: Well, here's the thing. I, I've got, um, you know, Rich McKay's the the president of the organization. Who he
2: has a relationship with. Right.
4: But, you know, if, if, if you feel that you've got the general manager and the president in place, so uh, Terry Fontenot is the general manager, and the, the, it was probably more a negotiation. Like, Bill's probably like, I, I want these guys gone. I want to, they can keep them, but they can But that can't keep their be job. about
2: McKay because oh, McKay can he are close from right, what i the, heard right the
4: president but but you could say listen you can stay as president but i'm the i'm i'm handling the draft i'm picking the players i am not taking over the Atlanta Falcons unless i'm 100% completely in charge of everything involved in this operation and you don't think Arthur Blank would be like eh, i'm not i'm not really comfortable with that i've got people that i feel good about i'm not going to take their power away or fire them or have them go someplace else I love you as a coach. I'd want you to be my coach. That had to be the back and forth. Are you Are you sure you won't just take a head coaching position? Give you a little bit of power. Have Have a voice in the room, but not the voice. That had to be it, Michael. Because you're, you're you. What else? What else are you talking about? What are you going to be asking? Uh, how he's going to? What What his
2: curfew is going to be? How he's going to handle players? I mean, I, he's Bill Belichick. It, the resume's it, out there. It would be um, stunning to me if that wasn't an issue, and you just decided. We think they're better with Raheem than we are with Bill. It's stunning. So it's got to be what you're saying. It can't be as a coach. It just can't be. Or maybe maybe he's telling, you know, I don't like your players or, you know, I don't like your quarterback. I'm not quite sure, but I'm a little stunned that after this is all said and done, Bill Bill Belichick's not going to have a job.
4: Well, yeah, because that could be the conversation. So what do you think of our team? I think your team stinks, and I'm going to completely strip the roster down bare. And it's going to take three years for us to get to where we need to go. But I'm telling you, I'm going to get you there.
2: And and you Donna, mean? I'm going to tell you another thing: you sit out a year at 72, you might not get another shot.
4: Well, it's everybody thought that uh, Bill Cower was going to get right back into coaching right after he was done. He was going to go. He was going to go coaching Carolina. His, his daughter was going. What was it? The Princeton. He'll go coach the Giants. Like every time a job came open. Never got it. Maybe he didn't want it. I don't know. And now you, you fast forward. God, what has it been? You know, 15 years later and he's still on CBS.
2: Well, what, what, what did um, Tomlin just completed his 17th year, right?
4: Yeah. So, yeah, you're yeah. going on, you know, 17, 17 18 years. years. Now, I, now, I'm sure by now he's figured that chip is sailed, but everybody just assumed he'd come back. Uh, I I don't know. He he must have asked for something. Arthur Blank wasn't willing. Now Arthur Blank's uh, not buying green bananas either. So maybe he's like, listen, I I I'm in a winnable division. I want to win now. Maybe Bill's telling him, no, you don't. You're not good enough. We need a quarterback. We're going to have to strip this down. And Rich McKay's like, we don't
2: have to do that. There's another story that's brewing right now, and it, it's going to have some legs to it, Donnie. Um, Carmelo Anthony does a podcast by the name of 7 P.M. in Brooklyn. Okay. And he interviewed the Giants' Kayvon Thibodeau. Hmm. And rather than have me explain what Kayvon said, let's listen, and the crux of it is, Kayvon is on Team Saquon rather than Team Daniel. Here's, here's a clip from 7 p.m. in Brooklyn with Mello.
1: You paid Daniel Jones $40 million. Me? I believe.
2: A lot of people was Jones. mad at that. Okay. A lot of people was mad at that, but I was like, let listen. Me, let me tell you what I'm mad at,
1: and it's the only thing I'll say about that. What I'm mad about is that Saquon, because if you look at The game, the tape, Saquon was responsible for at least 30% of our explosive plays. Oh, not more. Talking about the year we won the playoff game. So, for me and for the integrity of working together and hard work and we all believe the same things, I feel like Saquon should have got paid first.
2: Listen, he's entitled to his opinion. Saquon was offered money that was commensurate to what running backs get. Unfortunately for Saquon, when he was a kid, he decided to be a running back. He didn't become a quarterback. He's a running back. What is Thibodeau talking about? What kind of money did he want them to give him? I don't understand it, Don. So, but, I mean, are you in your own way? He, he, he goes on to say, you know, he likes Daniel Jones, whatever, but they should have taken care. They, they, they offered but, Saquon Barkley a contract commensurate with what running backs get. He said no. Well, you've said it over and over. Players do not
4: make good general managers, right? Yeah, they make awful ones. Right now, in this case, it's not so much he's an awful general manager uh, because he 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 doesn't know players. He knows players. He just doesn't get the economics of the game. And and why would you pay a running back more than any other running back, or or pay him commensurate to? Uh, the great, the best running back in football and had it come at the expense of, of your quarterback, now you don't have an alternative. Like, if he was a general manager, he would look at the numbers, look at the salary cap. He's just looking at, hey, all I know is I played on a football team, and our best offensive player, Saquon Barkley, is not getting paid, and the guy that was the second best offensive player got $40 million a year. That doesn't make sense to me. That doesn't make sense to a lot of people. And if this was baseball, Michael, then you would probably see Saquon make a lot of money, and you'd keep them all together. But in football, with the salary cap and with the way running backs are paid, the Giants played it the right way, and it ended up working out because he ended up playing and playing well for the Giants under the money they wanted to pay him. And they've got a franchise tag that was negotiated by your players' union that they can, in fact, bring in, that is a lot cheaper for running backs than it is for a quarterback. So he is speaking as a passionate football player that looks inside the room and just looks at the stats. But... He doesn't He doesn't know. As a general manager, you can't just look at those things. You've got a lot to have to deal with. I mean, He's he, talking he, more like a fan and just a player in the room than, than knowing what it's actually like to be a general manager in the NFL.
2: And, and you know, he, he, in defense of him, he says he, he does believe in Jones. But what he doesn't have to do, but Joe Shane has to do, it's almost like solving a Rubik's Cube. Now, if they didn't come to an agreement with Jones he would have been franchise tagged. Right. And then they would have to decide, are we giving Barkley what he wants or are we going to let him walk? But once they came to the deal with Jones, then the franchise tag became available, and that was the only prudent thing to do is to slap that on Saquon. And once again, Kayvon Thibodeau might think that Saquon Barkley is more important to the whole process than than Jones because he should have gotten paid first. But that's not the way it works if you're a running back. Running backs are not respected by NFL front offices the way that quarterbacks are. They're just not. Well, How could he not see that? It was not, a Rubik's Cube move. It's not a case of respect.
4: It's a case of I can find a replacement at a lot cheaper because of the way the game is constructed now.
2: Look at Isaiah Pacheco.
4: Right. So look yeah, at the he only nothing. Right. And and you and so you don't look at what McCaffrey's doing in San Francisco right he he is obviously a tremendous part of what they do to their offense is he paid anywhere close to any of the other big name players on the team no because he's a running back and i don't have to pay a running back if i've got an offensive line i got a quarterback i got an offensive system i can plug in a third round pick that might be able to come up with numbers that are similar to those guys that's the problem they love saquon he's a great kid Fans love him. He's an important piece to the puzzle. But you don't have to pay a lot of money for that position. They still don't. They can franchise him again. It's just good business. Now, to now, it's not just him, Michael. Mike Tannenbaum said, I don't want to lose the room. So this is kind of what Mike Tannenbaum was talking about, where now you know, Thibodeau is talking about they should pay him. It frustrates players, but at the end of the day, why isn't anybody else caving? Nobody else is giving big-time money. The Cowboys... Let Elliott walk.
2: Cut him. Uh, let's see what this, that was it, Derrick Henry? But Let, here's the say, other part. I mean, there, there's a price that's on running backs, and yeah, I love. It. Well, they should have paid. They did pay him. Again, as Don said, and it's, I'm a bit a big proponent of this. They negotiated the franchise tag. They didn't draw a line in the sand, so nobody's really a true free agent. If if they have the franchise tag slapped on him, he got paid. He got he got about ten million dollars. Right. That he got paid the going rate. That's that's what is that the the average of the top three running backs? He got paid. He just he didn't get the. It's not like they released him. He got paid. He got paid contractually what they had to
4: give him. Now you talk about the play, and this falls. uh, This hurts Daniel Jones too. Is that Barkley does get hurt, and Barkley? I'm sorry when i see pacheco moving the line and making not making guys miss running through guys and and derrick henry running downhill that's not saquon's game saquon is great in open space but you've said it a million times you know for every big 60 yard run there's a there's a five yard loss in the backfield but i don't want to pick on him it's just it's that's just the nature of the game but you know thibodeau's looking at it goes we were we were nine seven and one last year primarily because of this guy so why are we why are we messing around with him? And then we give $40 million to a guy that wasn't as good as Barkley and now is hurt. So now, I, I don't know, know why I, he needs to go and tell everybody about this. It's not good for the team, and it's not good for, for believe, Daniel Jones. I uh, believe,
2: and we've spoken about this a lot, guys go on podcasts, they're very comfortable. He's talking to the great Carmelo Anthony, probably thinks that no one's going to hear it but they don't understand that podcasts have reach and they are going to hear it. It's going to be, it's going to be a point of discussion in, in the giant front offices. It just is. It's a dumb thing for him to say because you are co- you're creating a division. No, no. I love the fact that he's supporting um, Saquon Barkley, but in a way, although he says he's behind Daniel Jones, it's not a great look. It's, but, is he really supporting
4: Daniel Jones? And, and here's the other thing that I would tell Thibodeau is that you're lucky you play a position that does get paid. So you will get paid. If you play well, you will get paid. It's just this is why you don't take Barkley number 2 overall, Michael, because now you've got to go through this.
2: And you said that from the very beginning.
4: So this is what opens it up. But but but, but Thibodeau, you can take 5th overall and pay him because he plays a position that you can pay guys. Same thing with quarterbacks. Those are the guys that you pay. Those are the guys that are needle movers. Now, Saquon is a needle mover, but what people misunderstand is that the Giants, if they are a functioning offense— they can get somebody that can do similar to what Barkley does for a heck of a lot cheaper than they're even paying Barkley. Right.
2: They have, well, what was a, a, they have to give a third round pick. Camara was a third round pick. Yeah. A 25% raise if they franchise him for the second time. So make him $12.5 million. They might do that. And then you're, you're taking two years out, one year at a time, as he's getting older. I'm sorry. And also, Mr. Thibodeau, please. Go study the history of the Giants and what the salary cap does and how you have to manage it. Phil Simms is one of the most beloved players of all time. He got released. He got released, and he was still a good player. He simply walked into the office thinking that he was going to sign footballs, and he was told that he was no longer a Giant. If you could do that to Phil Simms, you could do that to Saquon Barkley. you got to get a hold of yourself.
4: Is, is, Is Isaiah Pacheco a really good running back? I think he's great. Is he a major contributor to a team that might win a second consecutive Super Bowl?
2: Probably third offensively behind um, Kelsey and Mahomes.
4: Taking in the seventh round.
2: Yep. That's the point.
4: Now there's not too Now there are always great. You know, the, the, you know, Davis was taken in the seventh round in Denver, and there are quarterbacks that were taken in the third round that win Super Bowls, like Joe Montana and Russell Wilson. There's always the outliers, but historically in a cap sport, you've got to break down what do I pay my posi- position players, and when I look at running backs and the fines that I can get late in the draft on the cheap that can be productive, like Isaiah Pacheco, does not work to Barkley's. Uh, narrative and even and how much is McCaffrey making 16 16
2: and i'm sorry he, I, I, listen i'm sorry he's better than he's better than Saquon but he, but, he does but more he, things but even him making 16 million dollars is
4: like a slap in the face if, if this was if this was a, a non-cap sport you think he'd be making 16 million dollars a year no You're and you right. know what's going to happen is if San Francisco does win a championship Then they're going to have to pay Purdy, and that means that it's going to come at the expense of other guys on the team. It's because you pay quarterbacks. You know, it's they just. I'm not going to get mad at them because I don't even understand the salary cap. But you know, it's it's not baseball. It's not even basketball, where you can pay the guys that you draft anything you want. It's a hard cap sport, and these are the problems that you have to deal with.
2: Now, you know, we opened this hour telling you the story that. Bill Belichick didn't get the the Falcons job. Raheem uh, Morris did. Uh, This is from Diana Rossini of The Athletic. There are layers to the hiring in Atlanta. Arthur Blank was targeting the greatest coach of all time from the start. He was then open to listening to other ideas. Some internal persuasion, impressive interviews, and here we are. Belichick is unemployed. Raheem gets his shot. Now, Peter is joining us. He finally did get to Florida. Peter, this is the first thing you hear, and... uh, I mean, we were all so gung-ho at the beginning of this coaching carousel that Belichick would have his choice. He might be on his couch.
1: Well, can I tell you the truth? I'm not to be that guy, but I, I think you were a little more gung-ho about it than I was. I assumed he'd have a job, but he was not the guy that I wanted for the commander's job. And I, and I guess maybe there's a possibility that he's just not hot in these streets the way we thought he would. Or, or maybe
2: he gets the commander's job. Because no, no. Remember he might. when Orlovsky said the best job for him is in Washington, and you kind of lowered your head. But he did say that two weeks ago.
1: No, he did. And and listen, I'm, am I going to cry if we get the the you know the greatest coach of all time? I, I think I'd be open minded about it. There's just something about it, guys. That like the Commanders are one of these teams that's starting over and trying to have a culture change. And even though you could argue, and you would argue, that Belichick will bring a great culture to a team, Don, tell me if you understand what I'm saying. That big a hire, though, it still sort of reeks of Snyder-esque in a weird way. I I would rather them just truly start over again, not try to get one of these huge splash, gigantic contract, go get, you know, I mean, remember, the Redskins literally did hire Vince Lombardi, right? It's almost like doing that again,
4: it just doesn't excite me. But, yeah, I suppose now it's on the table. Well, it's a tough spot because, again, you're drafting a quarterback, you're starting anew, which might be what Belichick wants. Because I think, Peter, the reason this didn't work is because I think he wanted more power than Arthur Blank was willing to give him. And that I can understand. I, I fall more on your side about Bill if I've got to give him all the power and have my run my organization. If he's just going to be a coach, then I want him because I still think he's the greatest coach ever. But if he's got to start buying the groceries and he's going to be messing around with everything that's going on there, when you've got capable people in those positions that can do it, including Rich McKay, I can understand Arthur Blanco, and I'm sorry, I got people to do that already. I just need you to coach. Well, and real
1: quick, if you, Michael, if you're the commanders Mm -hmm. and you just went out and got this assistant GM who helped build San Francisco and has done all these great things, are you really
4: then bringing Belichick right in to usurp the power? Probably not
2: probably not
4: because no offense to Raheem Morris are you telling me that you're you have more faith in him as a coach than Bill I doubt it but if I get to keep all the other things in place and have Raheem coach
2: you might feel like you're in a better situation all right here's Kenny in New Jersey he's a big Falcons fan I don't know how that happens in New Jersey but I want to get his take Kenny what do you think of the hiring
0: tell us, how are we doing today good Go you Oh, I have been better. Um but since I was on hold for a little bit, you guys gave me some time to calm down. Uh this is uh, look, I, I I didn't I didn't care if we got Bill, but I wanted somebody competent. I don't want I don't want a guy in here who's look, I don't know the guy personally, you know, but I've I've seen his coaching tenure in the NFL. He was he was horrible for the Bucks. What he averaged? 6 wins a year uh over a 3-year span. Um not to mention this guy was on our roster. Uh, for the debacle Super Bowl collapse. He was, uh, I think he was our defensive backs coach, maybe. Um, and then to add insult to injury, we we made this guy our interim head coach for 11 games at the end of the 2020 season. Four right, and <laughs> um, seven, right? So- yeah, so so so, what are we doing? You you tell me he we had fourteen guys interview interview for this position, and he was the best guy other than Belichick because I assume something like Don said I assume something was an outlier there, and they just didn't see eye to eye because you don't bring in a guy for two interviews. But you're telling me that Raheem Morris is the guy that you felt the most confident in, the guy that you brought in to be an interim head coach, and then let him walk out the door. What are, what are we doing here, Arthur Blank? I'll go to Home Depot every day and make purchases to keep money in your bank account, all right? But you got to help me out here, my guy. I, I don't I just don't understand what we're doing. We've we've been at the bottom since since the Super Bowl collapse, and and I'm telling you right now, this is this move is going to set us back another five years. I I, I guarantee it. I guarantee it. Uh, I appreciate the call. Uh, you, you guys it. listening to me? I right. Just had to get it off my chest. All
2: right, calm down, Kenny. But thank you, thank you for that. Oh. Uh, you, you know, a lot of feeling there. All right, one eight hundred nine one nine. Three seven seven six. We'll continue about the Thibodeau comments and also Belichick uh, not getting the Falcons' job. When we come back, take your phone calls as well. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs, bringing you an offer that'll help make the playoffs electrifying. New customers can bet five bucks on any game and get two hundred dollars instantly in bonus bets. Will we see an upset by one of the three seeds? Plus, everyone gets a no sweat same game parlay for every playoff game day. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code Empire. New customers can bet just five bucks get. 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code Empire. The crown is yours. You must be 21 plus and physically present in New York. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance opt-in required. One no-sweat token issued per eligible day after opt-in. No-sweat bonus bet issued based on amount of losing qualifying bet. Eligibility, max reward limits, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. Gambling problem? Call 877- 8 NY or text HOPENY 467-369 Hey, when I'm getting ready for a game I have to be prepared I have my lineup cards the latest team stats and of course my mug of Bigelow tea for me it's Bigelow Earl Grey with the smooth taste that keeps my voice in peak condition even when the game goes into extra innings I refuse to settle neither should you no matter how hectic your day gets grab your favorite Bigelow tea and take a moment just for you so grab a mug of your favorite Bigelow tea join the millions of fans that make Bigelow number one in New York Bigelow tea the official hot tea of the New York Yankees
4: Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza, better because it has to be.
1: Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hey, buddy, hey. Catch the show on demand wherever you want. Just subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Uh, so the big rumor is that Washington is interested in the Lions offensive coordinator, Ben Johnson.
1: I mean, it's more than a rumor. It's like a, what's a level beyond a rumor? It's been like the thing for the last week.
2: Cowboy, um, the, the um, Seahawks seem to be leaning toward Dan Quinn. So there's a possibility. Pete Carroll, out of a job. Mike Vrabel, out of a job. Bill Belichick out of a job. Also, this is interesting. Kind of echoes what I said by Damian Woody. Put this out on X. Are we sure if Bill takes a year off that he'll get hired next year? I'm not so sure. Um, I, I, very rarely am I stunned. This is stunning to me. This is Bill Belichick. But maybe, maybe the way the game is right now, it worked in New England for all those years, and people don't want to play that game anymore. Players run the roost. They don't need a disciplinarian. No.
4: But, but you say, dis- I, what's the examples of being a disciplinarian? I, I, he's, a, he's a coach. Uh, but I, I don't, uh, I, do we hear stories about him overworking the players or not caring about his players? We, we hear stories about the, the guy behind closed doors. He's, he's a wonderful guy. I don't, I don't know if it's a disciplinarian, Michael. I think it's the new age NFL where analytics are becoming more of the story, where I don't think owners have an appetite to have one guy run the entire show, especially a 71-year-old. Well, especially
1: a guy who hasn't done and, that part of it well.
4: And, right. Well, but, that's the thing is look at what happened in New England. And, and it was great to have him all the power, but now as the players got older and left and he had to replenish those players, it, it it's looked very ordinary. You know, I wouldn't say it was bad this year, but, you know, 8-9, 10-7, certainly not bad. It's been, you know, probably very mediocre. And you don't see a lot of coaches have that kind of power anymore. And it's just, hey, I'll let you call. I want my coach to coach or my general manager to be a general manager. It's a different game now. And everybody's got their role. And I think that's probably the case more than anything else.
2: BK Style makes a good point. He said Raheem Morris is only 47. Why can't he have learned something from his previous stop and get better? Imagine if people felt this way about Belichick after a stint in Cleveland. They did. But he ended up getting you know the coordinator job with the jets under Parcells. but you know Raheem Morris he got a coordinator job under Sean McVay with the Rams so maybe yeah. he does get better he's just 47 years old
4: no exactly and I, again i don't want to judge him on a, a, a failure from a, a decade ago his his coaching stint in tampa as their as their head coach was what was it uh, 2009 through 2011 so it's been 10 years so you could make the case you gave it to a you know a, a guy in his mid thirties and he failed. It, it's not really a reflection on him. It's just it's stunning to me that he would win out over Bill Belichick, or win out over Pete Carroll, or win out win win out, out over a lot of other guys. I mean, I, the, the, Aaron Glenn's supposed to be re, uh, a real hot commodity out there, and he's done an excellent job. As a defensive uh, coach in this league, so it's just I'm 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 just surprised, but he may do a good job. But he hasn't been a head coach in ten years, and when he was, it wasn't very good. But he's right; he could get better, and I I hope he does. It's just it's I don't think any of us had this on our bingo card, right? No. That Bill Belichick will lose out to Raheem Morris. Let's go to Pat in
2: Basking Ridge, Pat. Pat. Hello. Hello, Pat. Yep. You're on. Hey,
3: sorry. Uh, first time, first time, long time, guys. Thank you. Michael, also a fellow Fordham grad, so happy to what, talk to you guys finally. What year? Uh, 2006.
5: Oh, so you're
2: a kid. Okay. Well, tell a Ram, go. But
3: the basketball team, the basketball team wasn't good then either, but <laughs> hopefully they turned around this year. Okay. <laughs> um, my question is, I mean, this, this is kind of a
5: crazy theory, but... With the Giants having a D coordinator opening, I mean, would it be wild if Belichick took, took that job and kind of went back to his group and just ran the defense with the Giants? Well, Pat,
2: it sounds like you're in the car, so you probably just got in the car. I, I said that when the news broke. That was even before Peter came on. I said, how about this for a wild theory? He loves to coach. Would he be the defensive coordinator under Brian Dable? Brian Dable's the offensive genius. Let Bill Belichick be as genius as a defensive coordinator. I don't know if he would do it. It would be obviously a step back. It would be humbling. But he'd be in the place that he loves. But as Don also said, it would be a giant, giant shadow over the shoulder of Dable. Now, now you made a good point. As long as he's out there, there's going to be that shadow.
4: But to have him right there on the sideline, it'd be tough. Unless, here's how I could see it working, Michael. And I don't think it would happen right away because he just interviewed for the Atlanta job. Right. But if he were to say... Listen, I'm I'm done being a head coach. Uh, I I I did what I did. I accomplished what I accomplished. Uh, I'd rather just settle down and, and and be a defensive coordinator someplace else. Then I think it could work because then he's not a threat to steal the job of whoever is the head coach of the team he's working for. But as long as you know he wants to coach again, a, it's going to be a shadow over whoever the head coach is, and b, he's probably not going to be there long <laughs> because he might be your defensive coordinator for one year and then bolt for the next head coaching job.
2: So. Right. I I don't see where it would work. Let's go to Keith in New Jersey. Hey guys, how you doing? Good. How are you?
3: I'm good. I got two points. The first okay. point is it the the rookie the rookie thing. Maybe this is the new wave. But Carol and Par, uh, Carol and Belichick are all parcel disciples. Okay. Is it a possibility, like you said earlier, Don? Uh, is he he might get, go back to the Giants? Uh, if Dable does, is not a successor and then turn around, what type of picks are the Giants going to be able to get this year? Will they be able to get anything?
2: Nah,
4: they're going to trade up with two second rounders. I don't know if they're going to be able to do that. They're probably going to have to settle at six. But if he's going to be the head coach of the New York Giants, he's going to have to wait a year. 'Cause it doesn't seem like right. the Giants and then, can just fire Dable. But but is is that the end game of uh, you know Jets and Giants both have failed years and he can have his pick of coming back to New York in subcapacity. You know, maybe that maybe that's and, and, the game.
3: Uh, well, also let's keep in mind who's gonna be the new defensive coordinator if Martin Dale is gone. Uh, you know, I, I worry about that. The Giants' tenure or legacy has been predicated on defense.
2: No, but They'll get somebody, Keith. I mean, there are people that are going to be interested in that job. It's a high-paying job. It's a high-profile job. And also, it, it does give you uh, the chance to go on to better things. Spagnolo got a coaching job out of that. Um, Mike Kafka is, is in the running for the uh, Seattle job. He's had two interviews. Last last year, he came close to getting a job. So it's a high-profile job. You do well there, and you're going to uh, get, get a job somewhere else. So I don't think they're going to be... You know, looking for a defensive coordinator and not be able to get one. I'm sorry. I, I think they'll be able to get a great one. Matt and Lindhurst. Matt.
3: How you doing? Thanks for taking the call. You know, real quick, I was just thinking about with, with Belichick and why he hasn't taken the job. He was real hesitant or real, you know, I guess hesitant not to take any, under, uh, any other interviews outside of Atlanta. Right. How do we know that he doesn't have a bag waiting for him and an owner saying, hey, look, I gotta make a move on not just a coach, but I also have to move a GM to give you the control that you want. Sit still, if I get off to the start that I don't think I'm or that I think I'm gonna have, or you know, if I gotta wait a year to you know, get some contracts, you know, out from under you know, out from under some contracts, how do we know Belichick's not waiting for that kind of opportunity where he can then set both of his sons up for the next twenty years? And, uh, you know, he could slide into that player personnel, you know, president of operations kind of role after a oh. few years. Yeah, But
2: but the only the only but, way that plays, yep. Matt, is if he turned down this job. Right. He, he didn't get it. He didn't turn it down. So, I mean, if you want to play the game that, you know, somebody's whispering in his ear, there's going to be something maybe maybe that could be the case. But that's not by Bill's choice. He, he did not get this job. That's a big difference. So oh. it couldn't have been some grand plan. That, you know, he he told Raheem Morris, go interview and be really great, and this way they'll give it to you. No. He wanted the Falcon yeah. job.
4: Yeah, if he had pulled out of this, you could say that that could be a possibility, but, but he didn't. And I'm trying to find the tweet, if it was Schefter or somebody else, that gave all of the different possible candidates for Seattle and Washington that are currently on staff of the teams that are still in the playoffs. So... I, I guess I'd be led to believe that what Washington and Seattle are saying, because I guess the announcement that neither of those teams are going to make, make any decisions until after the Super Bowl because they're going to want those jobs to to open up, then, then every one of those guys, I guess, are a better candidate in the eyes of Seattle and
2: Washington than Bill Belichick is. And also, as far as his sons, Mayo, Coach Mayo with New England is, is planning to keep both of them if they want to stay. I mean, and if they're good coaches, he doesn't have to set his sons up. They'll be out on their own, and they'll be able yeah. to do their job. The, 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 st- the son, Steve, I'm not sure about the other one. The son, Steve, is supposed to be a pretty good defensive mind. Worked very closely with Mayo. So he, he's he got a job in New England if he wants yeah. to stay. I don't think that that's, that's the reason for this. The, 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 the tweet
4: uh, from Schefter was, the last two head coaching openings of this cycle are the Seahawks and the Commanders. Neither team is expected to hire anyone until next week after Sunday's conference championship games. So... That means, I guess, anybody on a staff that, that loses on Sunday is going to be a candidate ahead of Bill Belichick who's not getting an interview by either of those teams.
2: Hmm. Let's go to well, Eric in Roslyn.
3: Eric. Eric. Hey, guys. How are you? Good. You? Good. Excellent. Thank you for taking my call. Second time, long time. Oh, great. Uh, actually, this calls for Peter. I know Peter's going down to Tampa for the Rumble on Saturday. Down there now. And, oh, Fantastic. And I'm curious, who's his pick for, to win? Is it going to be Punk, Rhodes, or a third party?
1: You know, it's one of those years where there's so many possibilities, but because of that, I end up coming back to those sort of basic things also. I, I, think, I think Punk, I think Cody, or I think Gunther. Maybe a wild card of Dominic Mysterio goes on a run, or or Montez Ford would be a lot of fun. But I, I tend to think Punk or Cody wins this thing. I, I, I'm going I'm going chalk, as they
2: say, guys. Thank you for the phone call, Eric. Now, we are going to, uh, you know, I asked Anthony to, to get Mike T, who has a relationship with Belichick, and just how stunned he is as an NFL insider that this guy doesn't have a job, and it's not going to have a job unless something happens that we, we're not projecting. So Mike Tannenbaum will join us. Um, after the break, it's the ESPN New York Superbox Bonanza 5. This year, each qualifier will take home a $25 Fanatics gift card, have a chance at one of 10 Superbox prizes. Be caller number 63 for my next birthday right now at 888-987-ESPN. to select a box for the big game with a chance to win $500 in the first and third quarters, $1,000 at halftime, and a final score payout of $2,000. All brought to you by Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey and the brand new Tullamore Dew Honey and Security Dodge come get some. Peter, not a great uh, travel day, huh?
1: It wasn't my favorite. Uh, I suppose it could have been worse. But, you know, generally when they start taking you off the plane, Never it's good. not when thing. No. Um, but all things considered, I ended up only leaving three hours late, so I guess it could have been worse. But it's the first time I've ever had a travel snafu that caused me cost me the show so now
2: was this the girl point. was the young lady that saw a ghost in that one was she on the plane
1: she was not she no. was not and I, i'm happy to report that the uh, a window or door did not fly off either so all and the bolts just, were tight i i the bolts that i could see were fine and everything was was fine it was just you you get on the plane and they're like oh we're working on blank and the second they tell you now it's time for everyone to go you just have that feeling now I will tell you this though they did make up for it, guys, by giving me a, a, a voucher, a meal voucher for 12 whole dollars, which at the airport, Michael, as you know at Hudson News, that's good for a bottle of water.
2: Yes, pretty much, pretty much. It's it's legalized robbery. Hey, this year, it's time to finally lose that weight the safe and natural way with NJ Diet. Their results are nearly twice as fast as weight loss injections and without any of those nasty side effects. With NJ Diet, you'll lose 20 to 40 plus pounds in only 40 days, contractually guaranteed. NJ Diet uses your hair and saliva along with bioenergetic scans to personalize natural solutions and supplements that get your body into the fat burning zone. Then NJ Diet uses your DNA info to help you keep the weight off. Off. Don't take shots the rest of your life. Nah. Lose a contractually guaranteed 20 to 40 plus pounds in only 40 days naturally, quickly, and safely with NJ Diet. No hormones, no prepackaged foods, no shots. You even get a doctor's personal email and phone number. Call 8555 NJ Diet, 8555 NJ Diet. Schedule your consult today at njdiet.com. That's NJ Diet. Com. New year, new ride. Shop 300-plus new Hondas priced under MSRP at Bayridge Honda. Zero down payment leases, low finance rates, plus $1,500 extra for your trade. That's Bayridge Honda, your 2022 President's Award winner. Online at BayRidgeHonda.com, new 2024 Honda Accord EX front-wheel drive, stock number 1241-346, MSRP 31005, includes $1,250 dealer discount, unapproved credit, on in-stock, same-day delivery, for units. Lease for $319 per month for 36 months. Zero due at signing. Zero security deposit. Tax, title and registration fees excluded. See dealer for details. Ends one thirty one twenty four. Thanks for listening to the Michael K.
1: Show podcast. Well, that's awesome. Looking for more access to the show? That's right, man. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at ESPN.
4: Oh <laughs> you have made no good point, Peter. You're so right, Michael. I think you made some salient points. Yeah,
2: because you're an ass. It really hasn't bode well for the Jets next year. If you don't win the AFC East, and I don't think Buffalo's going anywhere, and Miami is still an excellent team, how are the Jets getting in as a wild card when you look at all of the teams now? You've got to throw the Chargers into the mix now as a team that's going to be probably a wild card
4: team. There's a lot of breaks that went the way of the Jets had Aaron Rodgers stayed healthy. Are those breaks going to happen again? And also, now you've just added a really good coach to a team that's got a ton Talent, and now with a chance to have a legitimate head coach, a winner who's won basically everywhere he's ever been. Now the Chargers become a player, so you're just adding teams to where, when you just look at the sheer numbers of it, you might be able to make the case that maybe the best path is winning the AFC East. Because if you're gonna have to rely on the wild card,
2: there's a ton more teams there, all right? So that led to, um, you know, the point, God, for today, the the hiring yesterday of Harbaugh going to. Uh, the Chargers, and we feel that that puts them right into the playoff hunt next year because they have a great quarterback. Did we but then share that? The bigger story. What was that? I think we shared that. Yeah, I think so, and I'm I'm proud to share it with you. The two people who showed up. Then the big story um, becomes Bill Belichick not getting the Falcons job. And we, we, uh, in advance, I want to thank Mike Tannenbaum, who's busy. He's got his own yeah. gigs going on, and we we wanted to get him on last minute, and he agreed to come on. Mike, are you surprised that this season? might be the first season since 1974 that Bill Belichick is not in professional football as a coach. Yeah, Mike, I'm stunned. I mean,
5: this is arguably the greatest coach in the history of our game that was out there for no draft choice compensation whatsoever. And it's stunning to me that there's a reasonable chance now that Atlanta passed that he'll be, uh, he'll be out there. So what that- do you think went wrong? Well, the word is there were some people in that building in Atlanta that were going to be compromised if he went there. And, you know, Bill Belichick isn't going to go in and really play second field to anybody. And based on his track record, you know, that's not, you know, unexpected much the way what you guys were just discussing with Jim Harbaugh and the Chargers. And I think, you know, when you start connecting the dots, you um, Ricky Morris is a very likable guy. He was the interim coach for 11 games in 2020. And I'm sure he left there with a lot of people feeling good about him. And I think this was a decision that, you know, made sense for a lot of people in that building.
4: See, I I think all that translates to, I think, maybe owners now in this day and age, this game, this, you know, better than anybody being a former general manager, how complicated this sport is now, how analytically driven it is now, Are owners just saying, I just don't feel comfortable having one man run everything?
5: I think that's a factor. Um, Now, ironically, I've worked for Coach Belichick twice. He's not that way, ironically. He's actually much more of a collaborator than people will give him credit for. In fact, we were like information gatherers for him. Like, he wanted to hear disparate opinions and get to the right decision. But um, certainly, you know, if you're owning a team and you're worried that it's going to be focused on one guy. You know, Raheem Morris could not be more different than Bill from a personality standpoint. And, you know, it's really, like, very disparate types of approaches. And I'm just really surprised they went the way they went.
2: Now, Damian Woody tweeted out a couple of minutes ago, Mike, if Bill sits out next year, he said, there's no guarantee he'll ever get another job. Do you agree with that?
5: Um, Look, there are no guarantees. He's going to be, you know, seventy-two here in a couple, what, couple months. Yep. He's still Bill Belichick, though, right? He's still, you know, a guy that's been to what nine Super Bowls. Like, I mean, his career is going to go down as legendary as anybody's. He's developed countless Hall of Famers and coaches. I would be, look, you never say never, but I would be surprised that you know someone didn't take the offseason and, and meet with him, maybe quietly. Maybe a team that was, you know, thinking about making a change. I just think he's too talented, done it for too long. That, um, that I, I, I just would be surprised if we're saying, you know, we've seen him coach his last game.
1: Is it possible that he had demands this year that if he really didn't get a gig and sat out a year, and the itch kicked in, that maybe he wouldn't have in the next offseason?
5: That that's a really fair point. What's the expression? Fear does the work of reason. And maybe, you know, he played a strong hand. And, look, Jim Harbaugh is a different version of that, right? He talked to Denver. He's talked to Minnesota. Obviously, things worked out, you know, with the Chargers. But if I'm Bill Belichick, like, I got 40-plus years of doing it a certain way that I believe in that, oh, by the way, works pretty well. And that's not to say there's not ways to improve or change things, but I think it's a fair point. And maybe, you know, with a, a year doing TV or whatever he would do, um, maybe he'll modify some things.
4: How? Adam Schefter just threw it out as just pure speculation. But if the Chiefs win the Super Bowl and Andy Reid were to decide to retire, could that be a fit?
5: Yeah, I always thought that would be uh, Eric the enemy. You know, Eric had a lot of success in that building for a number of years working with Andy Reid and more importantly with Patrick Mahomes from a Chief standpoint. So, you know, look, that's been out there. You know, there was some thing about maybe. Could Charles McDermott be in trouble? Obviously, that didn't happen. So, look, you know, do I think Andy Reid's closer to the end than the beginning?
2: Yes, but um, that would still surprise me. Now, we're saying that both New York coaches, if he doesn't coach this year, should be on notice. And, you know, I forget who it was that we had on, said that Belichick didn't have a problem with Woody Johnson. He had a problem with the, the specter of Bill Parcells in the front office. know, Connor told us that. Would would he consider taking the jet job if if the jets have a bad season?
5: Um, <laughs> I, I would be really surprised. I I, could I say about the giants, yes, a lot faster than I could say about the jets. Well, I've been wrong before, but that that would really be shocking. I, I uh, I. I the Gi- the Giants make a lot of sense to me, for and, and maybe it's in the front office or whatever. I think there's a lot of reverence for that organization, but I, I don't see him being in the Jeff building ever again.
2: All right, so I threw this out there, and this was just like, threw it out there for fun, and you know the guy, I don't. He loves to coach, Mike. I mean, that's his life. Would he take the defensive coordinator job with the Giants?
5: Well, that's interesting.
2: <laughs> huh. Wow, I, mean, I stunned Mike I was, Tannenbaum. I, I never heard
5: this before. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, you know what's interesting about that? Like, you know, you're talking about a bullseye, you're putting on yourself with your Brian Dayball. Um, I, I I, I would be surprised, but knowing the way that Bill loves to coach, I, and when I mean he loves to coach guys, he's popping out of his skin for a March free agency meeting and challenging you on your rankings. He's in the draft meetings want to know, like, did the – I mean, the, his attention to detail, hey, Michael K. did he did he wrestle in high school? Like, was he a defense lineman? Can we draft him late and make him an offense? Like, the depth and the questions he would ask in meetings were second to none. And I'm just hard-pressed to think that sort of, like, intellectual firepower would be on the sidelines. So, you know, my gut says no, but look, crazier things have happened, but boy, you know. If you're Brian Dable. I think that's that's a tough dynamic.
2: But 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 Mike, hear me out. He's gonna be over Brian Dable's shoulder even if he's not in the building. So if you hire Bill Belichick as a defensive coordinator, you have a better chance of not losing your job.
5: Yeah. No, that's fair. That's totally fair. I'm glad I'm not Brian Dable who has to make that decision. <laughs>
2: <laughs> ah, so it's stunning. We were stunned and I figured you were gonna be as well. So thank you for popping on, Mike. I know you're busy. We appreciate it. Yeah. And-
5: yeah, absolutely, guys. And look, this is good for what we do. I mean, this is just tremendous. You know, talk show fodder. This is great yep. for speculation. And I mean, if we sat here 24 hours ago and you said, "What would be the odds that Dave Canales and Raheem, you know, Mars, uh, would get hired today?" I,
2: I, it's just shocking. So you, 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 there's a chance Belichick, Vrabel, and Carroll will not coach next year. It's stunning. Yeah,
5: or how about this? The national championship game was three short weeks ago. Three of the four coaches in the final four are not with their team, except for Steve Sarkisian and the University of Texas.
2: What a business! But it's fun. Thanks, Mike. Yeah, thanks, guys. All right, that is uh, Mike Tannenbaum. We'll come back with E N N from live from Florida. But first, Thomas, oh, yeah. to tell you something. It's Don LaGreca here for Ramsey Mazda. In 2024, you
4: get more at Ramsey Mazda. More selection, over 750 new vehicles available, and more savings like a new 2024 Mazda CX-5 lease for just $269 a month. Or buy and get 0% financing for up to 60 months. Named an IIHS top safety pick plus. Get more in 2024 from Ramsey Mazda. Choose wisely, choose Ramsey Mazda. Call 833-853-2970 for details. Zero security deposit. VIN R0. 409399, MSRP 30,750. Tax title registration extra ends 131.24. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hear more of Michael, Don, and Peter live
1: weekday afternoon starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker.
3: Hey Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN.